I am here to offend all of you. There was no preparation, inclination, or forethought whatsoever. How does Satan kill? You just need to stop it. Why are these, why are these people here? Why, why are they here? You've almost made it to the weekend. Give us a man who know the truth. What's going on guys? It's Jarrell. You're listening to the No More Silence podcast. And this is a post-eating production. We back. There's been a little bit of a, a intermission between this episode and the last episode, mostly just because of a uh, new marriage, new new ch- new child, new family dynamic. Just trying to do what God says as a father, as a husband and you know, love my wife, love my kids. Uh, properly and and just prioritize those things and i'm still learning still learning how to do that but i do think that continuing to proclaim jesus i think that's important and i think that's something that we're all put on earth to do in whatever audience whatever context god puts on our heart so that's what this is you know what i mean i, I i'm not getting my priorities twisted but, but Christ needs to be proclaimed to people. The nations need to be discipled. Um, that's what Jesus told us to do before he left. And so that's why I'm, I continue to do this. That's why it's important, whether it's music, whether it's books I'm writing, whether it's a podcast, it's important that Jesus Christ's name is proclaimed. What he did for us who he created us to be, who he is. And so, yeah, yeah, we're going to keep going with the podcast. We're under new management. We're published and produced by Post Eden. Okay. And so that doesn't necessarily change the goal, but just uh, helps to, to organize some things in the background. All right. But as I was saying, the name of Christ needs to be proclaimed because... I know who I was before God intervened, revealed himself to me, and changed the trajectory of my life. Although my parents were Christian, I grew up in a Christian home, I went to church, I went to Christian schools. Although all that happened, it was not until much later that God revealed himself to me. He showed me that the priorities in my life were not the priorities that he created me to have. He showed me that the the goals that I had, the way that I lived, the thoughts that I had, the feelings that I had, the words that I said, the actions that I did were not in line with how he created me. They were not in line with what he revealed in his word. And when he revealed that to me, there was an immediate change, okay? Everything didn't immediately stop, but there's been a process and it's still going on of God continuing to work in me and change those things in my heart, in my mind, and, and in my, my life. And I want to talk today about another man in the Bible who had a similar story, who had a similar upbringing, a similar life trajectory, how he made some unwise decisions and put his family in danger and in and bad situations, but how God 
still consistently revealed himself to this man and was willing to assist him and to guide him even though he had been spiritually asleep he, he was he was spiritual in one way but he was asleep in another way he was alive in one way he knew about god he knew about the promises but he was um still dead to those things he was asleep to those things because he had not been uh put in his family in a position to hear those things and to remember who god is and he wasn't doing that for himself okay so today we're gonna look at genesis 35 if you got a bible if not i'm gonna read it so it's okay genesis 35 1 through 3 maybe maybe we'll go to 5 but it starts out like this then god said to jacob arise or get up go to bethel and dwell there and make an altar there to god the god that appeared to you when you fled or when you ran from your brother esau jacob and esau were brothers and it was a time when when jacob was running from esau because esau wanted to kill him and, and he was running and god revealed himself to jacob at bethel so god is saying go back to bethel where i revealed myself to you where i appeared to you when you were in trouble and make an altar there and then in verse 2 god said i mean then jacob said to his household and to all that were with him put away the strange gods or the foreign gods that are among you and cleanse yourselves and change your clothes we will rise and go up to bethel and i will make an altar there to god who heard me in the day of my trouble and who was with me everywhere i went or who was with me in the way which i went and they gave jacob the strange gods that were in their hands and all their earrings which were in their ears and jacob hid them under an oak tree which was by a place called shechem then they went on their journey and the fear of god was on the cities that were around them so that they did not follow after or try to hurt the sons of jacob all right now just to give a little of the backstory some context before this um, jacob was in a land where uh, he just wasn't around the right people he wasn't in the land god told him to go to he wasn't around the people god wanted him to be around and so some really unfortunate things happened in his family all right first his daughter got raped and then out of anger his sons went and didn't just kill the man who, who raped his sister but they killed the whole city all the men in that city and then they took the children and the women in that city okay so they really destroyed an entire village and jacob's response rather than being upset about the rape rather than being upset about the murder that his children committed his response was you guys are gonna bring some dirt on my name right you're gonna make my reputation bad among the people that i'm around okay and so we get a glimpse that jacob's heart is not in the right place his mind is not in the right place he's not seeing the weight of sin that is going on around him okay the sin that was committed against his family or the sin that was committed by his family um, he wasn't viewing those things in the right proportion so his mind was a little asleep his, his spirit was not being filled by god so what god says to him right he's a little he's scared now 
He's terrified for his family, for his name. He thinks that they might try to come hurt him, that the other nations might try to come and kill his family. So he's in a, a real stressful situation. He is stressed. He's in trouble. And so God comes to Jacob and says, get up or arise and go to Bethel and dwell there. Now, a few chapters before this, I think in, in Genesis 28, Bethel was the place where God had first revealed himself. Jacob had a dream and God spoke to him, showed him who he was. He made promises to Jacob about his descendants, about his inheritance. And he met Jacob there at Bethel. So that Bethel was a place for Jacob of remembrance, right? Jacob remembered that um, it was a place of remembrance. God revealed himself to Jacob at Bethel. He showed Jacob who he was. He showed Jacob that, listen, even though you're in trouble now, because Jacob was running from Esau, because they had a whole situation, and God saved him there. He redeemed him there. He met him there. And so Bethel was that place where God had first opened himself up to Jacob. And I want to point that out because if you're listening to this podcast, there is a place where God revealed himself to you in a supernatural way. That might be this podcast right now, right? If you are hearing the word of God, if you've ever heard the word of God, ever heard preaching of the word of God, then God is and has revealed himself to you in a supernatural way. And what God is saying is, remember that place, but don't just remember, go back to that place. Go there, go to Bethel, he said. And then when you get there, don't just, don't just go there to, to remember and to gain some strength and then come back. No, he says, go there and settle there. Go dwell there in Bethel. Stay there. That is where you will call home. Make your home in that place where God revealed himself to you, Jacob, and listeners of this podcast. Don't just remember. Don't just think about so you can gain some strength and some encouragement. Go there. Stay there. Settle down there. Live there. Live in that place where God has revealed himself to you. Meditate there on God, on his word. And then what did he say for Jacob to do when he got there and lived there? He said, make an altar to God. Now in the Old Testament, in these times where Jacob was, an altar was something that was built to worship God. Now worship and serve, serve God, worship God, those are um, both from the same word in Hebrew. So you could say serve or you could say worship, um, but they do have a similar meaning and basically it's listen go to that place stay in that place serve me and worship me in that place the one true only God has revealed himself and somehow you have found a way to start neglecting him to start falling back asleep to start you know dulling your senses start dulling your mind and your conscience to the things of God and what God is saying to you is go back to that place. Remember your first love. Dwell there. Worship 
and serve me there. Notice how willing God was to speak to Jacob again, right? Even though Jacob had put his family in danger, put himself in a, in a position to be far away from God, he started slipping, he started sliding away. God was eager and willing to speak to him again, to remind him of that place and to bring him back into that fellowship. God's heart towards the sinner, towards us who are falling asleep, who are neglecting him, it didn't change. Our hearts changed, but God's heart did not change. And he is willing, whoever loves him, whoever is willing to serve him, whoever is willing to believe, he is more willing to meet you there and to bring you back to that place. And so worship and serve God there. Remember that time when God took you out of that situation that you got yourself into where he redeemed you, where he rescued you, where he kept you safe, where he protected you. Remember that? That's the same God now speaking to you through his word to say, go back to that place and stay there. Then in verse 2, then Jacob said to his household, put away those strange gods. The first thing Jacob did was remove idolatry from his house. And that's the first thing we have to do remove those things that we're putting on a pedestal that's taking God's place in our life, whether it's a career, whether it's a family, whether it's a, a, a opportunity, whether it's another religion, whether it's a new form of spirituality. If it is not going to God, if it is not God on that pedestal through Jesus Christ, it is an idol. And God says, remove that from your house, from your family, from those around you. Jacob told his family to cleanse themselves and change their garments. And that's, that's a symbol of a new way of looking, being made clean again, being revived, being renewed. Okay. God has that same message for us. We are still able to be renewed, to be revived. It doesn't matter how much you've fallen, no matter how much pain you've caused in yourself and your family how much damage you've caused in your friends around you, how much dirt that you've put in the eyes of people, how, how they look at God now poorly because of you. God is willing and able to revive that and renew that. If you go back to that place and you worship him there. And, and the last thing I want to point out is when he went on his way, his family, they put away all their idols. Um, they put away their, they had earrings that were like, charms and, and things relating to just other religions, worldliness, crystals, all these things that always oh, say, you know, it just helps me feel good. But if they're, they're rooted in other religions. They put those things away, put God first. And as they were making their way to Bethel, God protected them. He got them there safely. Even though Jacob's main fear was that the people around him would want to kill him, want to kill his family. There's always going to be fears on our way back to God, back to that place where he revealed himself, back to renewal, back to reformation, being reformed, being revived. There's fear there. There's fear of those around you, those who've seen the dirty things that you've done, those who've seen the weight of your sin. There's fear that they will want to bring trouble because of that. But in obedience to God, Jacob went and God protected him from those around him. And I wanted to, to just bring this verse out because 
I was at that place. And a lot of my friends were, have been, a lot of you are, where there's things that you think are keeping you away from God or keeping you from getting close to God, whether it's your past, whether it's your present, whether it's the friends around you. But what God constantly says in his word is that if you obey, if you turn from your sin to him, to Christ, go back to that place where he revealed himself to you, the word, go to the word. He is constantly revealing himself in the word. He will bring you to that place of worship, to that place of serving him, to that place of fellowship with God. He will protect you. He will assist and guide you there. Right? Jacob wasn't perfect. God didn't say be perfect. But the willingness of Jacob was matched by God's willingness and God's willingness overcame Jacob's willingness. God is more willing than you are. Right? As, as, as small as our willingness is to go back to God, God is more willing to bring you to him. And um, yeah, that's how we're going to just kind of start off this, this new season with the podcast is a reminder that we can always go back to that place where God has revealed himself to us. We need to go back there for the sake of ourselves, our families, and those around us. For the sake of realizing what we were actually created for on this earth. And that is a life that glorifies God and stands on his promises forever. Thank you guys for listening.